Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again to the Sell My Business podcast. Welcome back. This is the first in a multi-part series that we're titling Trusted Advisors. You know, every entrepreneur should have an attorney, a banker, a CPA, a commercial real estate broker, and a tax strategist in their go-to Rolodex, their inner circle. In this one, we're going to talk a little commercial real estate. Listen in as Tyler Cobble, best-selling author, talks to us about the three fatal mistakes almost every entrepreneur makes when they go to negotiate the deal on their property. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business podcast brought to you by Acme Business Brokers. Acme Business Brokers is a matchmaker for buyers and sellers of select businesses. We help our clients identify, refine, evaluate, and leverage their assets, leading to the successful sell or purchase of their business. So I wanted to take a minute and uh, just as a new or existing listener, make you aware of a free tool that we have available for you. And whether you're a buyer or potential buyer of a business or whether you're a business owner that's looking to sell your company, we have created a free tool which is uh, yours for the taking. If you head to our website, which is acmebizbrokers.com, and then right there on the main page, just click on the link for the acquisition preparedness checklist. And then there's one for buyers, and then there's one for sellers. And uh, what's useful about this is a lot of times when individuals start to think about selling or buying a business, it's a good idea to just start understanding some of the factors that you'll have to deal with at some point during your transaction. And we've organized a fairly comprehensive set of questions and then put them into a checklist format so that you can use them quite easily to just get a bead on what you're facing, uh, what you'll need to think about, and uh, what all will be involved in the purchase or sale of a business. So go on over there and grab that. Again, it's a free tool. It's called the Acquisition Preparedness Checklist right off the main page of acmebizbrokers.com. Enjoy it. This interview with Tyler Cobble is a great conversation regarding commercial real estate and some of the things that, uh, actually many of the things that we need to be thinking about, in particular how commercial real estate can impact the value of our business and what we actually end up getting when it's time to go sell the company or even purchase a company. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. The links for the social media that's mentioned are below. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Thanks very much. Enjoy the episode. If you like it, please share and comment. Uh, you can leave your comments below and share it on all your favorite uh, social media outlets. Enjoy. This young man that we have the benefit of being advised by is uh, somebody I met a few years ago at a networking event. There's a few of us there, but uh, afterwards I got to talk to him a little bit. And then just over the past few years, we ended up staying in touch and our paths have crossed a couple times. So Tyler Cobble is our guest today. 
I want to welcome him, but let's do some career highlights real quick here. So he focuses uh, on sales and leasing of select properties, and he's uh, predominantly throughout the Middle Tennessee area. He has expertise in both the retail office and industrial space areas. And then he does stuff from single location to corporate franchises as well. And right now under development, he has 42 uh, townhomes. It's his first development project. Another project he's working on right now is 21 locations for Taco John's, which has about 400 nationally across 27 states. So he's, he's cut his teeth pretty well. He's learned a lot on the job. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that came in and apprenticed up and did a great job, obviously, and just launched out onto his own. He just kicked off and launched his, uh, his first book. So he's now a published author. And it, it actually became the number one selling book in that category on Amazon. He literally has 10,000 followers on his Instagram account. And there's some great stuff on there. As a matter of fact, it was covered on Forbes. And it was picked as one of the top 10 commercial real estate accounts to follow. And uh, he's got 30,000 followers on another Instagram account. I follow both of those. They're great, actually. Oh, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Where they just kind of embed you into the lifestyle in Nashville and what's happening. And you get to see some of the great stuff uh, that's being developed there. With all of that, I want to welcome you, Tyler. That's a big introduction. Yeah, Robert, thank you so much for having me. I really admire everything that you've done. And it's been fun to, to watch, uh, watch what you've been doing over the last few years. And I'm really excited to be on talking with you today. Yeah, I want to, because um, we could go in so many different directions with uh, commercial real estate. It's a, it's a pretty big topic. And it's one of the reasons that when you have that portfolio of trusted advisors, you better have a really decent commercial real estate agent in your- yeah, absolutely. In your role. But I wanted to tie it all back to kind of the theme for this podcast, which is sell my business and how those decisions that you make regarding your commercial real estate strategies impact the potential eventual sale of your company. And one thing I was looking at when we were preparing for this conversation was there is a, uh, a great book that's out there that a lot of people download and look at about selling their business. It's kind of the go-to Bible, but there's a paragraph in here that I, I just highlighted and I want to read it to you and then I want to get your thoughts on it. And then I want to jump into all these other topics, but okay. this is the paragraph. It says, you should get a copy of the existing, this is when you're preparing to sell a business and do start to do some due diligence she's talking about. She says, you should get a copy of the existing lease, assuming that the business is a lease property and review it. Most every lease has a canticle in it that premises that is quote unquote, the premises cannot be assumed, let, sublet, or assigned without, a writ without written permission of the landlord, end quote. Sometimes when I'm dealing with sellers or brokers, they will say that the lease is not a problem. The only thing I know for sure <laughs> is that they have not talked to the landlord yet. The lease, right. the lease is always a problem. However, properly handled, we can get it transferred or assigned with the landlord's approval. So with that, I'm going to just kind of flip it back to you. And what do you think, of, what are your comments on that, on that in your experience so far? Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely true. I mean, if you've got a business uh, and you've only got six months left on your lease and you're trying to get top dollar for it, uh, you're, you're just not, it's not going to happen because the new group coming in that's purchasing your business is now going to have to worry about either negotiating with that landlord to stay in that location for a while or packing everything up and moving, uh, which in that, in that case, they may have as well just started their own business anyway, because, you know, one of the very valuable things about your business is the location and the draw that you've brought to that central point. So, you know, last year we were actually dealing with this, a bank 
uh, a national bank had come in and bought a local bank here in Nashville and the local bank was our tenant. And the, the big group purchased the, the local bank. And because of that purchase, we had a clause in the lease that they overlooked that stated if the name of that bank ever changes, they lose all rights to extend their lease. Wow. So they had two five-year options or something like that in there that they ended up losing. And then they had to come back and renegotiate with the landlord on that deal to then market rates, which they had signed that lease, you know, five, 10 years ago, uh, rates in Nashville were very different. So when they came in and signed it, the, their rent jumped about 50%. Ouch. Yep. So location is very, very important. You wonder where the blowback went on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, so somebody probably got in a little hot water, but you know, when a, when a big national bank comes in and purchases it, uh, that's definitely one of the smaller problems they have to deal with. So talking about Nashville, that's an interesting topic. One of the things that when we first started getting to know each other a couple of years back, I was surprised to find out is you're actually from the area. That's correct. Yeah. One of the few which is very rare. It's uh, actually becoming quite a mixing pot. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like what about growing up in Nashville versus what's happening now? And then how is that, how do you think that's impacting the potential for companies to be in the area? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, growing up in Nashville, Nashville was a really, really tiny town. I mean, you know, and this was only 15, 20 years ago, everybody knew each other. And, uh, you know, everybody in the, uh, I grew, I went up to, I went to private school. So everybody in private schools knew each other. Everybody in public schools knew each other. Everyone, all the families knew each other. I mean, it was a really small town. And when I came back from the university of Tennessee in 2012, it, I could tell it was already starting to change quite a bit. You know, Nashville is one of the hottest cities in the country right now. We've got over a hundred people a day moving here. That definitely starts to change the city. I mean, it's grown quite a bit, but one thing that's really cool about Nashville is that it's still maintaining that uh, fairly well for how large it's grown. Even though it's definitely not as, as small as it used to be, it's still a really small town. Mm. Uh, I mean, you know, how many times have you and I crossed paths just when you've, you've happened to have been in the area? It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy actually, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And, and I, I really love it. I mean, a lot of people are kind of bitter about it. Some of the locals are bitter about it uh, just because of traffic, which uh, who wouldn't be upset about that. But you know, it's, it's really been for the best. I mean, we have some of the most amazing restaurants in the country. We have, you know, the city has fostered this amazing entrepreneurial spirit with the Entrepreneur Center and all the initiatives that they're doing there. We're relocating a lot of big businesses to Nashville uh, because, you know, it's centrally located in the United States and we also don't have a state income tax, which is huge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody moving from California can, you know, almost double their income. But yeah, I mean, for, for those many reasons, I mean, Nashville, is, it's just a, it's a hot city right now. I actually read an article. I'm not sure if it was last year, but it said something to the effect that uh, it's the number three tech hub now in the United States, which is pretty amazing. A lot of development and infrastructure, a lot of commitment to that here through these different uh, organizations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of startups on the, on the West Coast that will keep their back end here in Nashville because it's significantly cheaper to operate here in Nashville than it would be uh, in California. Yeah, plus the talent now is coming. So you're getting, you're getting a, lot of, uh, a lot of folks from the exodus from California, which is why I said it was rare to meet somebody like Tyler because every time you meet somebody in Nashville, they're not from Nashville. Right. Yep. They call us unicorns for a reason. Let's talk a little bit about your book now because you know, I really, I, when I say this, I really uh, want to congratulate you on putting that together. I know what a big Thank you project. So much. The title of it is Open for Business, The Insider's Guide to Leasing Commercial Real Estate. You can find it on Amazon. We'll have a link to it in the show notes as well. But 
you know, my observations of it, you know, there's a lot of business books in the world, but the ones that I really like are the ones that you can take and use. They're like utility guides, you know, and I, I, I got the sense from this that this was, as I went through and looked at it, I'm like, this is, I wish I had this when I very first <laughs> set out to, to lease my Good. first property in California. But, you know, I wish I had something like this just to get the basics down. Um, so it is a how-to type book. It's like a handbook almost. You, you, you kind of want to keep it around right where you can get your hands on it. Uh, you, you don't look at your lease every day, but, you know, there's times when you need to refer to things for things that you want to do. And what I really enjoyed about it was the voice in which it was written. It's like you're coaching somebody over their shoulder kind of about these things to think about. So how did you come about creating the book and what was your other ideas behind why you put this together? Absolutely. So, you know, I had, uh, I've been working with small business owners for almost five years now. And, and one thing that I see over and over again is that small business owners tend to know an immense amount about whatever widget or service they're offering, but they don't really know a whole lot else around that, whether it's accounting, whether it's finding and leasing space or even business planning. So I have seen a lot of businesses even have to close their doors because they didn't negotiate their lease right or you know they were going through the process trying to find a space and it just took too long and they ended up having to close their business let employees go while they were trying to find a new space and you know that's just that's a really painful process for a business owner to have to go to and that's not their everyday job. And that's why commercial real estate brokers exist. So I wanted to put a book together since there was no centralized resource out there for small business owners on, you know, what the commercial real estate leasing process is like. So they know what to expect when they go through the process and, and that they can realize that, you know, hey, there, there really is help out there. There's people that can help you do all of this for you. Yeah. And when you get into leases, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, agreements are, are written with pretty thick legalese usually. So there's, right. you know, it can get very legalistic and very jargony and very, Absolutely, yeah. very complex. What I found cool is in the back, you have a real helpful glossary, which, you know, you can, you can thumb through there, but you'll go, oh, okay. Like, you know, I was laughing, but you, you get terms like cash on cash or GRM. Right. You know, people are like, what is it? I've never even heard of that. I don't even know what that is. Cash on cash. That sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> cash on cash return. But anyway, so there's, there's a whole area in there for you to actually go back to school or start to look some things up and get insight into some of those terms that you may not be as familiar with. Sometimes we all nod like we know what's happening. And we, and That's we don't. right. <laughs> and we don't. Exactly. So uh, that was super helpful. And then there was some excellent checklists in there. So uh, some things to make sure and think about. And then one thing I thought was great was that you were, you were willing to, to reference other authorities in, on specific topics. Um, so you had some references to other um, readings. V very well organized structurally. And if you're looking for a book on the topic, I would highly recommend it. One thing I want to spend a little bit of time on here, Tyler, is that the, the one area we talked about this is the, the three fatal mistakes. And again, through the lens of if you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, and you're building something and your exit strategy to sell the company, this plays such a huge issue potentially as you just, as you just described. But let's look at these. There's an area in the book, uh, the three fatal mistakes. And let's just cover each of those quickly and then let's talk yeah. about them and then maybe share an experience that you have of how those occurred or have occurred. Definitely. In your experience. So, yeah. So I put that together as, as kind of a quick guide. Um, actually, when I first got started in real estate, that was what I first noticed. These were the three mistakes that almost everybody made. So the first one is underestimating the time it takes to find and lease a new space. You know, I've, I had a client, this was probably two years ago. It was a luxury spot that we were dealing with here in Nashville. 
that had opened up in, a, in the wrong part of town uh, for their their clientele. And so uh, we ended up going in there to relocate her. And it ended up taking us about six months, probably five or six months to fully to find a space and then fully negotiate everything. You know, they were expecting two to three, so they hadn't allotted enough time for themselves. So they ended up having to shut their location down. Oh, um, and yep. Yep. It was pretty bad. And they had to let their employees go. And so they had to, when we eventually reopened their space, they had to restaff it, retrain everybody. And you can imagine the kind of expense that that took. Yeah. So you not only have the expense of the lost revenue, probably unemployment, um, but then all the rehiring is huge to go out and get people back on board. Uh, Obviously probably some people came back, but they had to do that all over again. Right. And that's just a pain that they could have avoided. Exactly. So what do you think caused that? Just delay, just uh, procrastination or? Well, procrastination and and just not knowing how the process works. I mean, a lot of people, you know, I compare it very often to the apartment lease that you signed in college. Uh, Most of us, that's the experience that most of us have with signing a lease. And so, you know, those, you, you just start looking for a space probably a week, two weeks before you really need something and you go and you don't have to negotiate anything. You just sign a lease and you move in. And commercial real estate is not that way at all. And so uh, I think that it's really just knowledge of, of how it is actually supposed to be dealt with that a lot of people tend to underestimate. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think with things like this, you know, if you have an experience like that, you're probably going to pay attention more the next time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No kidding. And, it, and it's too bad. I mean, uh, I wish, uh, I wish we had been there on the first go round to, to have helped her. Uh, Cause I would have told her she should never have gone into that space in the first place. And we could have avoided that, but it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. Second, second mistake, fatal mistake. Are you, you want to talk about that now? The- yeah, yeah. So, so the second mistake is not negotiating the lease. And that, I kind of touched on that in the last one, but you know, it's not the same as that apartment lease you signed back in college. I mean, this is almost everything is negotiable in a commercial real estate lease. And that's why you need to have professionals on your side because uh, like Robert was saying earlier, it can get very legalistic and it can be, you know, it'll put you to sleep. It puts me to sleep still. And I've been doing this for almost five years. So you definitely want to have a good commercial real estate broker on your side that can advise you and kind of tell you how commercial real estate leases should normally look. And then you absolutely must have a real estate attorney on your side. Uh, Real estate attorneys are worth their weight in gold when it comes to making sure that you are protected under the lease. So definitely negotiate the lease, everything from the price to getting free rent to having the landlord build out the space and add those walls and add in a little kitchenette for you. I mean, everything, everything is negotiable. And then there, like you said, there's variables, not only based on the location and, and the building itself, but there's probably like, there, there's probably all sorts of things, codes, all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. And you, you don't want to have to deal with that. All right. And then uh, the third fatal mistake. Third fatal mistake is going at it alone. So again, we touched on this kind of in the last two points. I mean, it's, it's funny how they all kind of wrap together, but you know, you really need to have a team assembled when you're, when you're looking at opening a business. You know, we've, we've discussed having a CPA, having a business advisor, any mentors that you have involved you definitely need to have a commercial real estate broker if you're looking to lease commercial real estate and you absolutely must have a real estate attorney as well. Uh, they, they both have a fiduciary responsibility to you, meaning that they're going to make sure that everything is done in your best interests as you need it. One thing that I see is that some business owners think that uh, they'll get a better deal if they go talk to the landlord directly thinking, oh, you know, he won't have to pay a commercial real estate broker. So he's going to give me a better deal. And uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. 
those, those are usually the business owner, owners that get taken advantage of because they don't know what they should actually be negotiating on. They go in there thinking they can negotiate just on the price. Well, they may accept full responsibility for the HVAC units and those HVAC units may be 10 or 15 years old and they'll blow out. And now you've got to buy the landlord a $10,000 fixture that you don't get to take with you when you move out. So uh, it's not just the price that uh, commercial real estate brokers can help you negotiate. It's every other little detail too. There's a lot of them. There's quite a bit. I mean, I, I was talking with a business owner the other day, a little boutique uh, in Hillsborough Village here who did just that. She didn't have a commercial real estate broker help her with the lease. And a few months into her lease, her, her HVAC unit ended up blowing out. She spent, I think it was $7,500 buying a new, new fixture, which just blows me away. That should never happen. Talk about unexpected uh, impacts on cash flow. Exactly. I mean, when you're spending $2,500, $3,500 a month in rent, and all of a sudden you've got something that's two to three times your monthly rental cost, it's going to hurt. I mean, it could, it could shut you down. I've seen it happen. And again, back to the idea that, you know, as you uh, look at an exit strategy and you have this timeline associated to it, these are things you need to check down on as you prepare your, your company for that time. Definitely. When a buyer, a serious buyer comes to look at the business, they're, they're going to, they're going to get under the hood eventually. So these things have to be, um, they have to be managed and, and you have to have professionals on your side that uh, have it organized in a way that, uh, potential buyer would be attracted to, you, you can actually scare people away if this thing is not done correctly, like Tyler was alluding to. You really can. And, and that's, uh, that's something that you should tell your team on the front end. You know, hey, I might want to sell this business in the next three to five years. So let's just go ahead and plan for that. Uh, because you will, you'll negotiate for different, different things. Um, you'll want to try and keep the rent as low as possible. And you'll want to get some, some options in there. You know, a couple five-year options. That way, when somebody does come in there and buy your business, they have the right to stay there for, a, for an extended period of time. Hmm. You want to make sure that there aren't any clauses in there that say, like we were talking about with the bank earlier, that if somebody comes in and buys you and changes the name, that they lose all the rights to the lease. So, you know, when you, when you go in with that intent and you negotiate for that, you'll be able to get certain things in and out of the lease that will definitely help you on a sale. And that's, that's crucial that you do that. What other one thing that you, you could tell a business owner to take with them when they go to negotiate their next lease? What's, I know there's a lot of things, but what would the one thing be for them to have on the brain when they go there? I would say to have the right professionals on your team, 100%, because you know, even if you know nothing about the process and you've got the right people on your side, you will still come out on the other side uh, looking pretty because those professionals will make sure that you're taken care of. I mean, at the end of the day, that's their job. They do this full time. There's a reason that commercial real estate brokers exist. There's a reason that real estate attorneys exist. And landlords, even though landlords do this professionally, they have their own team. So, you know, if somebody that has all the knowledge and power in this business because they've been doing it for years is going to assemble their own team, that should say something to you about wanting to get the right people on your side as well. And, and by the way, uh, I mean, comparatively, if you look at the, that the amount that you invest in that, in that system and that team to protect your interests pays dividends. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, it really does. It really does. I mean, commercial real estate brokers, we get paid. It's very similar to purchasing a residential house. So my clients, if I'm, if I'm negotiating on behalf of a tenant moving into a space, uh, my clients don't actually pay me. The landlord does. And an attorney, you know, we've never seen... I mean, I haven't seen any attorney's fees go over probably $3,500 or $5,000 during the negotiations. So 
you just think if that attorney is able to put a clause in there that saves you from buying a $10,000 HVAC unit, they've already, they've already made their money back. Be proactive. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to be reactive. What are you doing that's kind of, you know, exciting and new uh, in the next uh, 30, 60, 90 days? Sure. So yeah, you can follow me. Um, my website is tylercobble.com and you can follow me on Instagram at commercial underscore in underscore Nashville. So at commercial in Nashville, you can always keep up with me there, comment on everything, shoot me a message if you want. Uh, we're all, I'm always happy to talk to anybody about any, uh, any issues they're having. Uh, it's, it's just a, clearly a passion of mine. I really love it. But you know, over the next 30, 60, 90 days, you know, I just started my own commercial real estate firm uh, in February following the feature in Forbes and the, and the book launch. So we're going to be working on growing that firm, taking over the East Nashville area and helping business owners across the country. Well, I want to thank you for, for joining us. And again, we'll have you back from time to time. I think, uh, you know, the, the commercial real estate, well, the real estate landscape in general, but the commercial real estate landscape in general is changing so quickly in this region it seems like year over year, it's, it's almost a different place. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's so different. So, and that's exciting and new and it's good for um, entrepreneurs that are looking for a base to come operate uh, affordably and um, you know, increasingly have resources uh, that, that are world-class. So we're going to have some other guests in this series, but uh, Tyler's one of our go-to guys. So thanks for being here. Robert, thank you so much for having me on. I think what you guys are doing is great. If you're in the market for a business or you'd like to see examples of the businesses that we have for sale, go to acmebizbrokers.com forward slash listings. You can browse our featured as well as our standard listings and you can download the spec sheets on each business. Thank you for listening to the Sell My Business podcast. Be sure to subscribe to listen to future episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Acme Biz Brokers. All content is copywritten. Acme Business Brokers 2018.